Evening gents, hope you're all keeping well wherever you are, um, and more importantly safe in these pretty shitty times. What we're going to do tonight is we're going to have a little bit of a discussion, a debate if you will, and we're going to create um, our own, what we believe to be the best 11 between the treble winning sides of 98-99 and the 2007-2008 season where we won the league and the Champions League. I have a feeling my 11 might possibly, or I thought it might, um, causes a bit of controversy but i've after seeing darren he's after sending on his one and david's also after sending on his as well so it's going to be interesting to see um how this actually pans out and see if there is actually much of a debate because i actually believe it or not all three of our lineups are actually quite similar so far i'm kind of hoping darren and ted kind of show in a little bit of a heated discussion as we go on with this now anyway so we'll see how, how we get on and how are we all keeping tonight anyway, folks? Yeah, we're good. We're good, yeah. We're yeah, good. Too, yeah. Happy days, glad to hear. Um, so, I take it, I don't know, I kind of took it as a given that we'd probably be going for a 4-4-2 formation. That, that's what I went with, but I, I suppose some yeah, people might switch to 4-3-3, but... I, I suppose we can just start at, I think we can just start at the back anyway. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You're going to have 4 at the back anyway, and you're a keeper, so... Yeah. Right. I think we're safe to start there anyway. I yeah, I, I John Murray kinda of hit on uh, a key point. He thinks if you're going four three three it'd be interesting to see who gets that third midfield spot. I think two of them are pretty obvious who they're gonna be. Um but if you're gonna go for that third midfielder then it's gonna be very interesting who gets that third spot and it's gonna possibly maybe putting Rooney into the mix or maybe pushing him out of it as well, all dependent. So obviously we'll start obviously the most logical spot, um, the goalkeeper. I think it's fairly obvious, um, you know, it's 50-50 here. Are we going to go with Big Pete or are we going to go with Van der Sar in, in 07-08? He wants to get the ball rolling on that one. I went with, I went with Van der Sar. Right, I'm not sure thinking behind us. Now, obviously, if it was an all-time <laughs> team, obviously, it'd be a different story. But just for that season alone, I've done a few little research on it now. My memory is absolutely shocking, so I had to do in-depth research on it. And Van der Sar made 44 appearances that season. He only conceded 25. Oh, sorry. He, sorry, I'll start that again. 44 appearances for 25 clean sheets. He came up now and in the Champions League alone as well. He played 10 games, seven clean sheets, and only conceded four goals. One of those goals was that scuttery goal Lampard, Lampard scored against the final. <laughs> uh, which, let's be honest, I, I'd actually wouldn't even give that to him, his fault. It was that fucking Egypt clue. It bounced off a shin or something like that and then just set up Lampard for an open net or something. Was. I can't mm. really remember the detail of it all. But uh, saying that, now, he came up against big teams in that, that Champions League season. He played Roma twice, Barca that twice the, with that famous Paul Scholes goal. Kept a clean sheet of both games. <clears throat> um... What else? Uh, Chelsea in the final. Now, what you said, the reason why I picked them over Schmeichel was, yeah, Peter Schmeichel's probably in an air grade keeper that ever played for us, I think, in my opinion. Um, but it's, if we're based on these seasons alone, in the 98-99 season, Schmeichel had 56 appearances, kept 20 clean sheets, but conceded 57 goals. Now, I know we played against the likes of Barca and Inter, Munich, Juventus, uh, <clears throat> stuff like that. But just based on those two seasons alone, just with appearances and goals conceded and clean sheets, for me, Van der Sar just edged it. Okay. I have a feeling Darren might have actually went for the big Dane. Am I right, Darren? Yeah, I 
Yeah, I did, lads. I went for a big peak now, I have to say. Um, I just thought, you know, and I and I look back at the 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 run in Europe, you know, and like that, we played massive teams. We're in the group of death that year with Bromby and Barcelona and Bayern Munich. Uh, Munich. And Bayern. Yeah. And, and that was a massive group to get off. I, I recently saw the two Barca games were rerun on Virgin Media or something like that. Uh, the two three trees and he was outstanding in the three trees like that so sounds kind of odd to say that though like you, you're talking about two games with uh, you know six goals conceded and I'm not I'm not saying that he wasn't I know he yeah. did have his his moments um, but I think actually went against Pete in this and I haven't heard it said yet but I will make the point is our centre backs in a treble winning season were quite unsettled there was a lot of change the only consistent there was Stam and then the other spots were kind of being flipped the other spot was uh, flipped between Berg and Janssen and they couldn't really settle on that. Now, the fullbacks in Irwin and Neville were settled all right. So you're, you, you kind of maybe say, oh, no, that's not really fair because you had three out of four spots settled. But the two guys smack bang in front of them. Um, you know, that was there was always rotation there. There was a constant. I don't think that helped Schmeichel. But saying I think he was possibly maybe on a little bit of a decline as well. I think his best season for us was the season where Cantona came back from his ban. And we picked up all the one nil wins in the turn of the year. Um, Cantona was up one end scoring the goals, and um, Big Pete down the other end then making the saves. And he was absolutely tremendous that, that season. But uh, I think I don't think the centre back situation helped him. So I've gone with Van der Sar as well myself, to be honest. To be, to be honest, it it was it was very close to being a coin toss. Yeah, yeah I'd, 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 I'd have to agree on that. I I I went I went big Pete myself. But um, it, that that is one of the closer positions I think that yeah. can get argued because yeah, um, Van der Sar did have like that season especially he had, like he was just outstanding. But I think that the treble winning season we were kind of scrappy at the back, so we did concede more than we probably should have. But I think the heart in that team to go forward and to just get the goals is what really set that team apart from every other team. For me, I just went Peter Schmeichel because I just I do think that if you put Van der Sar into that team, I I don't think he'd do as well as Peter Schmeichel did in that season. I think you need Van der Sar wasn't the character that Schmeichel was either. In That's a fair point as well. As like... commanding as his box as Peter Schmeichel was, I think you needed. So like, how many times did Van der Sar go up the other end? Mm. You know, and you look at that treble winning team. When we won, when we uh, when we won the Champions League, like just before we got that two the two scrappy goals in the ninetieth minute and whatnot, for the first one, Peter Schmeichel is straight up there. Mm. I know, like you know, he doesn't actually do anything in that, but having someone his height and stuff up there is is a massive bonus. I know it's a, a rig roll of the dice, but I, we never seen Van der Sar do that. Maybe we never needed to, but I think it's I, the I, psychological side of it that, that yeah. you bring up there as well. Seeing this mountain of a man charging up forward as well, look lads, this is fucking it. We have to give it everything here, like you know. And I think that was yeah. that sense. I can remember watching it back actually. Like obviously, you don't get well, that. I rewatched match. it there the other day as well. Yeah. What was on versions four? Was it? Yeah. Well, that so I just watched it online. I just found it online. I watched it. But... Um, yeah, I yeah. For me, I think Schmeichel gets in there. Mm. Um, 
But I don't think we replaced Schmeichel until we got Bandasar yeah. I think that it was a had we replaced him earlier, we'd have been Definitely, probably had yeah. a few more titles for our name before Bandasar but yeah. Dave, you went Bandasar as well, didn't you I think? No, I didn't I didn't. I went for Big Pete. Um and you know it was Oh you did, the apologies. I, I kinda had to think yeah. about it. And uh, when I think back about it, um, when you think of the run up, like we had that group of deaths and Bromby aside, the run to the final, like Pete was up against uh, Zidane, Juventus, yeah. David, Nzaghi, uh, Bayern Munich had a super team. Rivaldo as well for, Bar- uh, for Barcelona. And then Inter, yeah. Rivaldo, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then as uh, at Inter Milan was I think Crespo was on the scene at the time. Like they were they were top players. Your man Elber at at, uh, at Bayern was super at the time as well. So you know compared to what we kind of faced, we beat Porto in, on the run up to the final in um, in two thousand seven. We beat uh, Arsenal as well. But I I don't know. It was a different different caliber. I think on on the lead up, it is very very close. Van der Sar was absolutely superb it was very very close to a coin toss but I said no do you know what just for the for the sake of it and uh, yeah you're right he's a huge huge presence I thought of his uh, his performance in the in the Arsenal game I thought about the, the couple of double saves he made in the Juventus game or the the Inter Milan game he, he saved like, the he penalty had, yeah as you mentioned in the uh, semi-final you know, as well didn't he yeah. mm. and that was a so, few minutes before Giggs went and know, scored it, the winner then so that was exactly. huge. Yeah, yeah, it was, and to save it from Bergkamp as well, like it, yeah, it was. Um, listen, for the season that it was, they they, they both it, it became a, t- a tighter uh, a tighter decision than than I actually thought. But yes, I, I thought Peter said it. I'm actually yeah. kind of surprised to be honest. I, I genuinely swore blinds. Uh, Van der Sar was going to take this. I genuinely did because I was, I'll switch on something like that. Darren said in uh, back at back at the start. The uh, the stats behind the the two thousand and eight defense are absolutely mind boggling. Like we had a seventy one seventy one point zero five win percent in the league. I was having a look at this and sixty eight point four two overall in the fifty seven games played. And obviously he didn't play them all, but more importantly, we only conceded thirty three goals in fifty seven games and only twenty two in thirty eight in the league. Like that is absolutely staggering. And now we're actually we're gonna go and we're gonna put. Big key in nets over Van der Sar. Are we sure about that now, folks? Is he going in? Yeah, see, I, I'd still stick with Big Pete, but I, I can Fair see. Enough. Like, I can definitely see your point because it's incredible not to put Van der Sar in with those stats. But I do think that it's not just stats either. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that presence from Big Pete and like the drive that he had for the players in front of him. I think that makes it a world of difference as well. Definitely, um, definitely. And I don't know if you replace both of those in their primes. So you put Van der Sar into the 1999 team. You put Big Pete in his prime into that 08 team. Do they both do? Like, do you think Van der Sar does as well in the 99 team as Big Pete did, or do you? Like, I don't think Big Pete would do any worse than Van der Sar did in the. True. Like, it's a fair point. Do a little bit better because of how much of a command he had of the the place so it's kind of that's how I kind of looked at it if you okay. replaced one with the other so for me I'd still stick with Pete Grand. well we'll go with Big Pete in, and that's our first spot uh, picked in anyway there so 
he's uh, he's between the uh, sticks. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we'll go straight on to the um, to the to the right back, and again, I kind of feel this is pretty much fifty fifty for myself. Anyway, if you want to drop another name in, by all means. But I kind of had it down to Gary Neville in the treble winning side, and Wes Brown yeah, taking up the right back spot in 08. So again, who, who wants to get started on this? Which way are we going? I I'll start on this. I I went with Neville on this one. Um. I, I don't know. Wes, Wes Brown was good, but I don't know. When, when I think of a right-back for United, I, I never think of Wes Brown, you know? It's not... Yeah. Someone says to me, oh, name, name a right-back for United. Do you think of Wes Brown? And I know we're only comparing those two seasons, but... And that, that's kind of the, the harsh thing here, that you can't you can't do that, really. Mm. I, like, you can't, you can't forget about everything else other people have done as much as you try. And I think just because the the only name that comes to me when I think about a right back for for United, that solid right back is really Yari Neville. Mm. Yeah, and he didn't really put a foot wrong in the that triple winning season either. There was the injuries that had him out for a little bit, but I, as well, for me, he takes that spot. Yeah, he was pretty much never present. I think he played fifty three games. I think it was out of the sixty three. Fifty three games. Uh, yeah. Fifty three games. That's in our competitions. Yeah. yeah. But then again, as well, like I'm going back to myself here when I picked Fanzar over Schmeichel. That 99 treble winning season, like Darren and Ted, Ted said, the teams we came up against in the Champions League with like Barca, Munich, Inter, Juventus, yeah. Gary Neville played every single minute of every single game of all of every single Champions League game. But I think he may have, I think he might have got sucked off against Brandby or something like that. When I can't remember, but he played every single minute of that, of that treble, treble, that Champions League winning, mm. uh, what's the word, of uh, games. So, mm. yeah, I 100% agree with Ted. Wes Brown was an absolute cracking of a defender, but for me, Gary Neville takes it by a long shot. Right. Yeah, I, I also thought about, you know, for me, I was kind of thinking what's in front of Gary Neville as well, or mm. in front of your right back, whether you go Wes Brown or Gary Neville. You know, that, I think, plays a part as well. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Anything, anything else to add, uh, David or Darren, or anything kind of... I, I actually took on uh, something John uh, mentioned last night about uh, he found it really, really tough uh, splitting between uh, Irwin and Everett. And uh, I, I guess mine is going to be a bit of a tell. But, um, so he decided to, he was going to work them both into the same into the same team because Irwin could play right back. Again, it, it, it's... Uh, it's a tough one. I knew that the 11 that I came up with certainly wasn't going to be the one we were going to end with. But, uh, and it feels really unfair on Gary because he, he was a, he was fantastic. I looked at the, at the, uh, at the stats on, on, on Gary and Wes Brown and you could hardly take the two of them apart. They played, I think, a game. I, I think uh, Gary maybe played a game more. Like, o- other than that, like, they obviously both only got one goal. Um, exactly so, like, it was really yeah. tough. <laughs> but they, uh, but uh, yeah, I left Gary out and I put Dennis in at right back uh, in in my team. Just to touch on um, the uh, the you, you already went kind of jumped ahead with Everett there. Um, there was a post, funnily enough, put up by George the other day as well. Irwin or Everett for me, it's an absolute no-brainer. Irwin has to be in there. Genuinely, it's consistent. Yeah. Just unbelievable! What a player! But he had it all. He had absolutely everything. He could defend. He was a workhorse. 
Like, you know, he could he score, score goals, he had the penalties, he had the set pieces. Yeah, he, he like 34, 35 goals. But, unbelievable um, player. Unbelievable. One of my favourite players, genuinely, of all time. So I've, I've had to put him in. Uh, that was a no-brainer. And then Gary Neville as well. So I've kind of jumped ahead there a little bit to the left-back as well. So my two full-backs yeah, well, are Gary Neville. Yeah, well, I'm the same as you. Gary Neville and Erwin. I, uh, yeah. I, I have to. I, I Gary Neville and Erwin all day. Yeah, ever didn't come into my equation at all, really, because he didn't really offer anything going forward at all. He was fantastic defensively, but he offered sweet FA going forward. And that's not to say he's a bad player. more disciplined. Yeah, definitely. is kind of similar to Wambasaka in a way. That yeah, you get a little bit of him going forward, but what you really got from Ever was that defensive side of the game, and that's similar to Aaron Wambasaka is a bit younger now, obviously, but he plays on the other fucking. Side, mm. but that's what you get. It, it, you sign them for that defensive duty. You're not really looking at them to be like, get up there and score a few goals, go up there. And like, you obviously, you, you want bits of that. And you did get that from Ever as well. If mm. Ever scored a couple, but yeah, his defensive duty is what you wanted from him. Yeah. But for me, I, I, I didn't even look. Like, I was just looked at the two names, Erwin, Ever. Erwin straight away like it's, it's kind of like what you said uh, Ted like when you said when you think right back it's 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 a 50-50 it has to be Gary ne- uh, Gary Neville or Dennis Irwin and I wanted the two, I wanted Irwin in there as well so I said Gary Neville has to be on the right for me and then Dennis Irwin on the left it's not even a question that's why I just thought of it one of, the, one of the reasons I also went for Neville was and as we get kind of moving forward was that right-sided partnership Yes, yeah, I think Ted's touching that as well, saying, yeah. yeah. And I think we know yeah. who we're on about next, but we'll get to that later anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. So, Neville, for me, and I mean, I know the lads were saying they, they didn't automatically think of Brown. For me, the reason I don't automatically think of Brown is he was a centre-back. And, you know, mm. and that's... Pushed he was pushed. We had mm. a mate right side that whole season. Hargreaves played there as well a couple of times. Yeah. And, yeah. and really didn't have a solid, solid right-back. We got the job done, mm. but for me, Neville was the stand-in. Yeah. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm going to jump over yeah, to the John other O'Shea side of the pitch. Well. well, John O'Shea, right, John O'Shea is the greatest player we've ever had. What a player, lads. <laughs> El Josh. Saving penalties. Yeah, Mr. Utility. Not Megan Lewis Figo. I'll never have a bad word said against Big John. <laughs> and you're bloody right. But uh, we'll jump yeah. over to the other side of the pitch then. We'll do left back. I've already said mine anyway. Dennis yeah. Irwin's in there. Mr. Reliable. I think we're all Irwin except David who has Irwin on the right and has um, Ever on the left, does he? Uh, so here's the thing about Ever, right? Just, just a, as a two cents type of thing. It's a weird thing, but I don't know if you agree with me, but I felt he offered... Uh, he offered an attacking threat without really getting goals, without really getting assists. He was always kind of there with Rooney or with uh, Ronaldo or whoever was whoever was on the wing. On, he on was a workhorse. Side. He was, he was yeah. That, he, he was overlapping and then he was pulling back. He, he never really... I, I, I couldn't tell you. I didn't even look at if he got assists in that season. But he was there and he was a nuisance and he was annoying and, it, you know, and then he'd get back. So... He, he was an attacking threat, 
without being an attacking threat. If that I get what you mean. Sense. Yeah, he was always yeah. a hindrance. He kept the fullback on their toes. He was on their yeah. he, they're always on like, their heels. Like Sean Williams now, they're both. Yeah. Neither neither of them are, are goal scorers, and neither of them like I think they both have a goal apiece. But they're but they're they're running at you. They're yeah, they're, they're runs, trying to get yeah. in behind, and they're overlapping, and and that that just makes them dangerous. You know. Yeah. Right. I do feel bad for Irwin, kind of not getting the look in. Or for ever not getting a look in, but mm. it's just I I just can't overlook Irwin no. on that position. No, definitely not. And I don't. Ever mm. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know. For me, I, I wouldn't switch him onto that onto that right side. I think I'd still keep Neville there. I think I'd stick with the two of them as me mm. as me wing backs. I'm agreeing with Ted here. Oh, yeah. Neville and Ryan. Yeah. Oh, the minute Sorry, Darren. There. Sorry, just oh, breaking up a little. I'd agree with Pat there in the sense that, you know, as good player as ever was, you know, this is one of the easier positions for me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know, even with ever being top, top notch, everyone was Can just that much bit better at, at kind of every facet Sorry. of the game. You know? Mm. Yeah. Um, so for me, it yeah, I think, I think Roy That's Keane why I didn't leave him out, Darren. That's why I didn't leave him out. Mm. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think Roy Keane said it best that when when you played with Erwin, like when Erwin was playing, he was an eight or nine out of ten every week. You know, there was net. He didn't have bad games. He was just Mister Consistent. So I, I think that's probably the safest, safest one for everyone to put in, was it? I think so. Yeah, or uh, definitely he's in there at left back. Just one last, I'll say one last line on him as well. I only kind of thought of it as well when I was reading up about the season again and whatnot. But the the game in Turin where we came back, and obviously another Irish man always gets singled out. A certain Mister Keane about his heroics, and he got the fantastic header and got us back into the game but scruff of the neck he was absolutely fantastic and this is absolutely nothing against his performance that night but I genuinely think as well Erwin's performance that night in particular kind of goes um, you know, by the wayside and he was yeah. he scored one of the goals as well didn't he gets overlooked in fairness. yeah I think that was definitely one of the big big games where he's unfortunately overlooked but uh, we well, move on to the um, yeah to the centre box I think this might work where we'll get a kind of bit more yeah, kind of heated a, a, a bit more discussion so I kind of have it down to in 98-99 Janssen Stam but if you want to throw, uh, throw Henenberg in there as well by all means but I think they're kind of they considered two really pretty much and then obviously in 07 and 08 you've got Rio and Vidic um, so we got to take up two of these spots between probably between those four guys I think um, we can all I think we can all kind of honestly say that it's between three, isn't it? Yeah. Like I don't think anyone's taken Janssen into it out, out of those four are they? No, I, I haven't, no. Ones. I did originally I, mean, I, I thought about Janssen, it. I'm sorry, but you're not fucking as good as some right. Vidic Ferdinand, Vidic Ferdinand is damn but the only three I could choose from Vidic Ferdinand sorry, Vidic Ferdinand is damn. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really isn't it, the three of them. The yeah. the strange thing for me, I suppose, is if I look at the three lads Ferdinand and Vidic for me the best partnership we've ever had mm. Mm, definitely probably one of but, the best the Premier League's ever had but, yeah but Stan mm. for best centre back we've ever had individually you mean like yeah as an individual player I think so him and Rio see if I was to go on just two individuals I think I'd go him and Rio uh, Stam and Rio yeah but I think the truth is that mm. when I look at the centre back pairing I t- for me it w- I went with Rio and Vidic because that partnership yeah, you know it works. Yeah. Would exactly. Rio take the words clean out of me, Pat? Yeah. Hundred percent agree with you. Took the words clean out of me, mouth. Would it work if you put Stam in there instead of 
Vidic. Yeah. Like, that, he definitely yeah, has the aggression, so he, he, maybe it would, but I don't know. For me, I just said those two are a proven commodity, yeah. and you just go with them, and unfortunately that does mean for Yap Sam that he gets gets put on the bench. Like, that's exactly mm. that's exactly how I looked at it. Like You could say Ferdinand and Stam or Vidic and Stam, but like Pat said, you don't know if it would work. Whereas Rio and Vidic worked for years, and it's probably the greatest partnership the Premier League has mm. ever seen. So, in my opinion, you can't. Stam was just fucking lunatic, and if you had Stam and Vidic, it'd be like having two tiger tanks in front of your keeper. Just you're just not getting through. Yeah, I think there might have been too many red cards if you had the two of them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just to touch on that as well, I think most people see Stam and Vidic obviously as the the more physical element of the oh, centre back. Quality player as well now. Oh, this is the point. This is the point that I was going to make. I think Stam had a bit more intelligence about him. I think he his positioning was better, but he also had that aggression. He 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 could, you know, he gets stuck in on the tackles, and he wasn't afraid of jumping up. You know, getting stuck in for the headers, winning the ball, fifty fifties, whatever it might yeah. be. I think Vidic. It kind of reminds me of the old uh, Phil Jones argument that people make. Oh, but look at Phil Jones, he gets stuck in. Like, you know, I'm not saying to comparing the two of them, but it's that, you know, that level of physicality that, you know, he'll do something fucking stupid and he'll get himself sent off. And as good as Vidic was, his fucking his record history was pretty bad from, from up to my mind, you know, from what I can remember. I don't think Stan was anywhere near as bad. Well, that was, that was something I was going to mention, actually. I, I never, you know, saw Stan get the run around the way Vidic did at times. Yes, Torres in particular comes to mind. Torres gave him a nightmare. But he has had trouble with other guys. And, and for me, I went with Ferdinand and Stan. I think Ferdinand and Vidic were the best partnership we had. I think Stan's the best defender we had, full stop. And mm. I think the kind of the, Stan Ferdinand as a pair for me, would be frightening. Yeah. You know, I think he couldn't improve on Vidic and Ferdinand. I honestly, genuinely, hands on heart, think Sam and Ferdinand would have outdone what the two boys did that season. And mm. that's, I know it's a big yeah, thing, no, but that's... We see, that's the thing. You know, that's, that's one of the ones that, like, it's hard to... This is, this is the one that's hard to separate the three of these. My thinking in... A, for Stam, right, I kind of think of Stam as if you took Rio and Vidic and just kind of mushed them into one player... That's who you get because you have the aggression and the like tenacity of Vidic, but you have the football and brain and the like the technical ability of Rio in Stam. But the problem is that if you, from the way I looked at it, is if you put Stam in there beside Rio, right, you have two players who both read the game extraordinarily well. But in a centre back partnership, one person kind of needs to be the one making the calls of we'll push forward here with we'll this. Those two might have butted heads on what the right call was, and I think mm. that could have caused you issues. And if you have Stam and Vidic, you have two kind of hotheads there. Yeah. One gets sent off, the other one could get sent off, and then what are you going to do? I know you can pop pop John O'Shea in there, lads, but. She's going to be at the whole 11. I have to say, I'm impressed. You gave that a serious amount of thought. That's <laughs> far more than I went. I, do you know what? I went, I, I went with Darren. Uh, I went to Rio and Stam. I won't lie, part of it was sentimentality. I didn't yeah. feel like so a centre-back from the 99 team should have been left out because 
and listen, he's stamps immense. Uh, he does have that grit that Village had with a little bit more composure and a little bit more of a cool head. Um, and and that was his first season as well, if I'm not if I'm not wrong. I think that was his first season at United. I think it was. Yeah, he was. Just yeah, it was exceptional. So, uh, you know, the the old the old. Uh, when people talk about Rio and, and Vidic, one was the one was the muscle, and the other one with the pace was able to outrun any striker and and would do the tidying up, you know. Um, so I I went with Rio and Stan for for that reason. It's definitely I think this is probably well, out of the back four, back four and the keeper. I think that this is the hardest one to do. We said Schmeichel and Van der Sar was tough, but I think this is the toughest one because it was the toughest one. But for me, it just went down to what. Well, what worked? Proven. Yeah. Which was That's worked. what I went with. Proven. Very yeah. man village just walked. Like, 90 amount, probably Rio and Sam, yes, 100% probably would have worked. Mm. But, like, me and Pat said, it was proven. Vidic and Ferdinand were the greatest centre back for years. Like, probably, like, so, correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong here now. So, at the moment, we've gone with Schmeichel and Nets, Erwin uh, at left yeah. back. We've gone with Ferdinand and Stam in the, uh, at centre back, and Gary Neville on the right hand side. Is that right? I think we have two with Ferdinand and Stam. What what did you go with, Kirk? I went with uh, Rio and uh, Stam myself as well. I just right, I just thought yeah, um, with Vidic being you know that little bit of a calamity, if you will, the odd time and getting caught out with pace, things like that. I just think Stam had that little bit of yeah. So then yeah, Rio and, Rio and Stam as our as our centre back pair. So, so this Rio goes back the... again then to what I was saying and what Darren touched on. Isn't it absolutely incredible to think? That the defence, I actually think that the 7 8 side, it was the better team overall from 1 to 11 in comparison to the 99 side. But I think what made it great was its defence. And we're sat here now and we've only picked one player from that 7 8 keeper and back line so far when you think about it. The rest of it's all made up of the nucleus of the treble winning side, which is quite an incredible thing really when you think about it. We've only gone from yeah. Rio from that back line and the keeper. Yeah, it's the thing with just uh, just and not, like if you like if you had to make you know if you're making not just an eleven if you had to have your, the rest of your team you definitely have Vidic on the fucking bench anyway. Mm. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, like if we if we had to do a bench, that's your fucking that's your first one there anyway. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Van der Sar, Van der your number two, obviously. But um, yeah, uh, we move into. The midfield. Well, I think this might be where. Do you want? Will we start on the left side or will we go with the right wing? Which where do you where do you want to start, guys? I say we. I say we start with the right because this is going to be a killer. So we're going to okay. have to get through this one. Let's say. Okay. <laughs> so this is going to be a little bit tricky. I kind of again narrowed it down to almost like a fifty-fifty. But if you want to name some others in there, by all means. Of course, in ninety-nine we had Beckham, and then in oh seven oh eight we had Ronaldo. Now, if you want to kind of change that up, I did say to you you could push Ronaldo maybe up. You know, to save this really difficult decision, push yeah. Ronaldo up forward and slot somebody else in there. Or are we all on a clean slate with this that Beckham just wins this hands down or what? I, uh, I kind of went about with them. Like, like you said, I, I know I jump ahead of myself here, but I push Ronaldo up front. The reason being is in the 07 08 season, Ronaldo had 42 goals. Yeah. That is just ridiculous. And seven or eight assists, I think it was. Where Beckham had eight goals, but he had like 22 assists or something like that. 20 or 22 assists in the 98 99 season. Yeah. So I put Beckham on the right. I put Beckham on the right just for solely for his assists alone. And I know I'm dropping ahead of myself, but I put up top for his goals alone. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same here. 
I put Beckham out on that right, uh, mm. that right wing. I don't, I don't think of Cristiano Ronaldo as a right winger mm. in that 08 no. season. I just, that's not where he played. He was just, he was everywhere. He was just yeah. anywhere he wanted to go, he went. So as far as I was concerned, I could put him where I wanted. Yeah, well, this is what we um, talked about that in the private chat. Then, um, Ted, as we were saying, like, yeah, really, me, technically, they had him, you know, in the lineup. On the yeah, right hand you, side, you have, to, you have to write him down somewhere, I suppose. But, but the guy was everywhere. He was like, you know, he yeah. was your he was your traditional centre forward. He was like a support striker. He was playing through the middle. He was popping up on the left. He just was doing yeah. it all that season. It felt very much like a one man band, pretty much like yeah. you know. And for me though, Beckham has to get in here, right? Because mm. I think that that treble winning side doesn't happen without David Beckham. This that's that a big statement. Season. That's a massive statement. And why that treble. That treble win inside. It is, right? yeah. With 20 odd assists, yeah, of course. We think I, of the final, we think of the semi finals. Like, of course, it doesn't happen without him. No, but not even just those finals. I genuinely, without him as a player in that team, I don't think we get anywhere near what we did. That is potentially, that's potentially the best season Beckham had for us, whether it is in terms of returns and stuff. Just, he was everywhere on the pitch, tackling back. Like, the fact that he didn't win the Ballon d'Or that season, I think Rivaldo won it that season. Mm. That was a fucking disgrace. And that's, you know, Rivaldo was some player as well, but Beckham Beckham should have been picking up that Ballon d'Or that season. Where's John Sweeney for this time? He did something similar that David did in the back line. And I, I tried to get both of them in, so I went with Beckham on the right and Ronaldo on the left. Okay. That's a big, big, big statement, Ben. I had to have Beck on the right again, talking about you know having Neville right back and yeah, that kind of a pairing. Yeah, that uh, partnership there is just unbelievable. Still, now don't think we've ever seen anyone in the league with the delivery he had. No, no. Yeah. and I'm not. I would actually agree with that, and I don't just say that. Um, at United, I actually can't think yeah. of many players anywhere in the world the way he uh, hit the ball and the way he, his ability from set piece was just fucking. It was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Well, we're still talking about Beckham now, yeah, not Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah Beckham, Beckham, yeah, yeah. So you look at look at the midfield Beckham played against for that Champions League. Mm. Like, look at the midfield he played against with Juventus, Inter, Paris, and Munich. And he still tore them to fucking shoulder. Yeah. Now, that's, that's not taking that enough for Ronaldo, but like, without doubt, Beckham, I, how, I agree with Pat, how he didn't win the Ballon d'Or that season, I'll never know. He was probably the best, I reckon he was the best player in the Champions League that season, without doubt. I, I think as, as well, I've said it plenty of times. When you consider the, Sorry. Go ahead. The, in the Champions League, the, the, um, his contribution, I guess, in, in the... In both three all draws against Barcelona, in the semi final against Inter, he starts uh, Keane's equaliser off. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he had a hand in in uh, one of York's goals in the in mm. uh, after that. Uh, obviously, the two the two set pieces in the final, uh, the semi final against uh, fucking Arsenal. Um, Last day of the season, he uh, he scores a winner against. That was a uh, huge goal. That was yeah, the final day of the season. Yeah, a massive. Yeah, and it was and with an assist to Andy Cole for the equaliser. So I'm um, I agree with you, Ted. Like honestly, 
that's he doesn't uh, that thing falls apart without um, not falls apart that's dramatic but uh, the treble probably doesn't happen I'm going to steal a point that you made on the forum the other day there Dave and I suppose you haven't said it again you have to remember as well what he came back into the season from he was the most hated footballer in England at the time and do you remember the effigies and the the, the lynchings and stuff like that Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the dartboard the the mirror the dartboard and to go on from that to, to, to May nine months later you know to win a treble and for him to be such a huge huge part of it like that you talk about a 180 that yes you talk about doing a 180 that's the definition if you look up 180 in the dictionary David Beckham's face should be right fucking beside that like that was absolutely incredible for, for what he did so I think for that reason alone I think he, yeah. and just to touch on the Champions League thing as well that run that we had as well like for me to my mind I think that was probably about the most difficult Champions League run of any size and, uh, and, and another thing that's often forgot, forgotten about as well we had to qualify as well it was FC Lodz I think it was isn't it or something like that so we had to qualify and I'm not, I'm not saying that's a difficult game but from there you have your six group games then you have Inter Milan you have Bayern Munich again and you know you've we, had, like, we went through everybody to get there it really was like one of those kind of Disney storybook type things it almost felt like it you know oh yeah you couldn't like, you couldn't write it like if you're talking about you know, like comparing it to a film or anything it's like it's like the mighty like this was a team that just had no right yeah, to be like, has Disney plus <laughs> yeah has <laughs> I watched that the other day by the way fantastic quality <laughs> um, no but like in terms, like obviously we had the players and stuff. To like, I'm not saying that. Like our player, the players we had for that team were great. But when you look at what we had to accomplish, like with that Champions League, nobody has won the Champions League through that much difficulty. No, exactly. Since, like that's the we had the most difficult run in Champions League. Some of it by our hand as well. You know, like I take as when we and having to scrape back last minute victories and mm. stuff. But. I, yeah, for me, David Beckham, as great as, like, I've just moved Ronaldo somewhere else. If if I was pushed and I had to leave Ronaldo there, I still think I'd take Beckham. Yeah. No. Grand. So I think that's pretty much unanimous then, anyway. Beckham gets the right uh, side spot. What I'll do in a moment, I'm going to just give do a quick uh, screen share as well, kind of give folks who are watching or whatever, um, you know, an update as to where we are with the team. So I'm going to just do a quick screen share here now as well, so everybody can see that. Hopefully this doesn't uh, go awry on me. <laughs> so can you, you can all see that there now, yeah? Yeah, I can see that. There. Oh yeah, Perfect. happy days, yeah. So that's where we're at the moment. So we have Big Pete in nets, Aaron at left back, Rio and Stam centre halves, Gary Neville on the right hand side, and just in front of him is Justin Partner, uh, Bex. So what yeah, we'll do, we'll go over to the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll go over to the, uh, the left hand side um, of the pitch now. And again, might throw a little bit of controversy maybe, we'll see how we get on, but um, I th for, for the left-hand side, for 99, it's obviously Giggs, 07, 08, Giggs kind of has to be in there again, but you had a few different options in on that left-hand side, I think that was a bit of a trouble spot in that season, um, we had Nani there as well, and I think Rooney yeah. played a lot of games as well, and depending on what type of formation, yeah, 
So yeah, really played this this one for me. Um, this actually wasn't as difficult as other positions for me, um, because as I said, it is hard not to look at what someone contributed as their overall career. But when I look at just that season for gigs, yeah, he yeah. did come up with some big goals, but I don't think that gigs of ninety uh, the treble winning side gets in ahead of the Rooney of the O eight side. That's I a think. big statement. That's a very big statement. I actually would agree with you until John Murray made the point last night on the private chat that, and I completely forgot it, that Giggs got five goals in the Champions League. And I completely forgot that. I knew, I just had it in my head that uh, Cole and York were just scoring for fun. And I, I knew we scored loads of goals. Just we had the 3-3, three, three, we had the 6-2. You know, we had 3-2 against Juventus. Yeah. We were scoring goals for fun. But he, he, did, he, did have, like, he did have contributions. But as an overall season, that is probably the worst season that Frank has had for United in terms of returns. That's, that's not a bad season, is it? Uh, your worst season, you you win the treble. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, personally, like, I know, I know what you mean. Wise, like, and I know stats, stats don't tell everything, but for me, Giggs, just that, that's probably the weakest season he had for us in that position before his, um, you know, he was coming to the end of his career where obviously the legs weren't there for him anymore. But I think Rooney had a fantastic 08, 08 season and what he contributed to 08 like how many goals like I don't have the stats here but how many goals did he score he scored 18 and 18. he set up um, oh god where 14 is he 14 assists yes That's 14 like, assists yeah you can have Ryan you can have Ryan Giggs scoring back at 6 goals yeah, 10 goals and 7 assists and 7 assists throughout the entire season or you can have Wayne Rooney doing it for me, that was an easy one. I'm not saying that it, it should be as easy, but for me, Waza gets in there. I think you make a point, though, as well, about Rooney. I think it was a bit of a surprise how well he did, actually, with that left-wing spot. I don't think anybody expected a lot of him to do so well, and he actually had a great season from the left-hand side. Um, so, it's a fair point, I suppose, but then again, everybody will, will think, Giggs, how can you leave out Giggs? Are you fucking mad leaving Giggs out? I know, yeah, that's the problem. Giggs is kind of... Um, yeah, he kind of deserves a spot there, but I think he deserves the spot based on what we think of him mm. as an overall player and not just that season. It's interesting that we were t- talking about uh, in the private chat about uh, I mentioned Jesper Blomqvist. <laughs> and, uh, you're not having Jesper in there, are you? He's not getting in there. I'll, I'll disconnect you. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and that that seems a little bit mad to me. And you know, I, honestly, Ted, I didn't. Um, I probably didn't look at that. I probably had the gig's head on me, and uh, like so many like magic moments, he gets the equaliser against Juventus. He gets uh, obviously the goal against Arsenal. And um, you, you kind of think of those those moments, but in fairness, even though I did go with gigs on the left. Uh, not not to not to turn on him now, but I think you're you're probably right. I think Rooney actually probably does deserve his place ahead of uh, ahead of Giggs on that season, on that season alone. Just looking back at it, um, Rooney was immense in, in the two thousand seven two thousand eight season. Super partnership with Eddie, with Tevez and mm. uh, and and Ronaldo. So do you know what I I I went for Giggs. But I'm probably wrong. <laughs> you've, tra- you've changed my mind, Ed. Well done. I'm glad you said that because I'm actually kind of feeling a bit bad now for Rooney. 
to be honest, like when you think about it, you Come make on, a fair I point. The, I gave you the list with him on the bench, and I feel bad now. Yeah. Okay, Darren, he was, he was super. McComsky, you mentioned that you had Ronaldo on the left hand side. He, yeah, I had Ronaldo on the left. I did have Rooney in the side, and um, had Ronaldo on the left. Um, right. I think, a lot, I think a lot of what we did in that season, um, what, you know, I don't necessarily think that front three had nailed down positions at all. I think yeah. there's a lot of, you know, I'll go through the middle for 15 minutes, you pull out wide, you know, um, if, if somebody was, maybe this one game, if somebody was slow, they put Tether in maybe, you know, and the very very clinical about how they did things but they worked for me as a as a three rather than just you know that's what I think for me I was accommodate not accommodate Ronaldo but I was put Ronaldo in on the left side because I felt like as a, on the left it's a it's a to see if we won the treble and I against myself I, I, I put Rooney in up top later on okay uh, and Darren O'Brien um you went with gigs as well are you going to stick with yeah, that, or are you going to be no, swayed? I think they had Shade the Moon as well. Ted, I think you need to take up a career in politics, I, I think. I'm just saying, lads, like, you know, as great as Giggs was that season, 10 goals and 4 assists, that's all he had now. I know he had four goals in Champions League, but I just looked it up here. He had one in, the Bar- in one of the Barcelona games. Yeah. And won against Juventus. The Juventus other was Bromby, in, wasn't it? I think or something. Yeah, in a six-two victory at Bromby. Yeah. Like, those don't those don't count, lads. <laughs> <laughs> they all count. Uh, no, no, they all they all the do count. Look, no, just the way I really look at season for him. Yeah, yeah. The way I said, I look at I kind of enjoyed Johnny. Oh wait, I know he's like for thirty feet, thirty-four years, thirty-five years old actually, and he's what did he score? Did I say four goals and ten assists or something? Yeah, I think it was. yeah. But yeah, no, it's and then the. 98, 99 season, 10 goals, 7 assists. But, yeah, with Rooney there now on the left, I kind of really should have really looked at Rooney more because I think he kind of has to go there now. Yeah. yeah, I think, see, I think everyone kind of just thinks of Rooney as kind of the striker in that time, but he kind of, as we said, like he did, he pushed back into that. And he's done that his whole career, to be fair to him. Mm. And, you know, he's pushed back when he's needed to mm. instead of being the main striker for us. And yeah. for me, that like just the fact that he's willing to do what it takes for the team to win and it's not about Wayne Rooney it's not the Wayne Rooney show never never was from mm. when he was on the pitch it was just get the win Does like I don't need to be the one to score and none of that bollocks I don't need to be up front even though I am a, a striker by trade mm. but the fact that this guy that he broke the rec like he's now our record goal scorer and mm. well how many how many seasons did Rooney actually play striker for us like our main striker four to five <laughs> Four or five, like, yeah. and how many of them are in a weaker side? I know. Like when you're when you're talking about the strongest sides we've had, Rooney wasn't the fucking top striker in them. Mm. No. Mm. So it's just it's incredible that he did it. Did and you? For me, oh, sorry, Ted. Go ahead. Pulls it. Yeah. yeah, no. Just for me, he pulls he pulls in ahead of gigs in this when you just base it on just those seasons, okay. and even on a career. Rooney would get into this squad somewhere if you were based on a career anyway. It doesn't have to be on the left wing, but he'd be ah, in definitely, anyway. yeah, definitely. Um, just a quick one, Darren uh, McComsky there. Did you say you're going 4 3 3 with your one, your lineup? No, no, I went 4 4 2. Ah, grand. I just want to double check that. So, uh, this is going to actually be the trickiest one now, I think, from the looks of it, because am I right in thinking that myself, David, and Darren O'Brien are all going to go from gigs to Rooney over. Yeah. 
what Ted's just said to us in the yeah. last few minutes. T- Ted's fucking delighted with himself yeah. there, I can see it. Yeah, <laughs> it was in, lads. Go on. I haven't been able to find that new. You know, no, I, I, my, my, my mind's changed. Right, okay. Yeah, I, I, can, agree, I can agree with you there, yeah. That's it. Yeah, I, I think this no, is yeah, going to be the... 442 here as well, but... Baza over Giggsy. Yeah, I think this is... I can I can picture the uh, the form absolutely fucking lighting up on the back of this decision. Baza in over Rooney. Roy Keane won't be happy about it either. He wasn't happy when fucking people tried to leave... Oh, uh, <laughs> JP's gonna love me though. He always says I had it in for him. So JP, he was gonna fucking love me now. He will. He definitely will. He go, yeah, you love Rooney again. <laughs> yeah, everyone should love Rooney. He's, he's one of the best players we ever had. Lads. Right. You know, John, saying, he's, he's about, what, is, is all about loyalty, Right, so I'm putting Rooney in then. It's done. He's in there, all right? Yeah. That's it, it's done. On the bench. Grant. So we'll move into the centre mid, and I think this probably maybe caused a little bit of debate again here and there with the spots. So to my mind, um, you've got Skulls. You've Exactly. And yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. So we've got Skulls, Keane, and both for the treble win inside, and then Hargreaves, Carrick, and then Skulls again, 2.0 reborn if you will in a completely different kind of role a different skulls so um, you can't have two skulls as lads you can't no. do that right you're not allowed to put skulls of 99 and skulls of 08 in right unless you're John Sweeney and John Sweeney will go for both of them he's <laughs> a you'd have him in goal yeah. you can't have a team of Gary Breen's lads right or a team of Paul Skulls it's one Paul Skulls and you have to pick one or the other right so we'll take it as a given anyway we'll get on to Skulls in a minute but who's taking up that other spot then we'll say you're captain the heart of the team the, he forced everyone to be the best that they could be there was no you didn't. You didn't get a chance to fucking slack. You were if you were slacking, you had a you had his boot up your fucking all. Get right up there now. I don't think anybody was is knocking Roy Keane out of a spot in this team. No, Keane and Keane and Skulls. I I still stick with the ninety nine Skulls. I don't know would anybody. Yeah, twelve winning Skulls. Yeah, I agree. Eleven goals and twelve assists, and he was still pretty. He hadn't even reached prime at that stage. I don't think. Yeah. Just, just you're touching that. I was gonna ask about the whole skulls thing. So okay, you're all saying keen and skulls, keen skulls, fine. That's fair enough. But are you going with treble winning skulls? Or are you going with always skulls? Which treble version of skulls for me? Sorry, Ted. Skulls, yeah. Treble winning skulls for me. Yeah. Anybody any different? Yeah. Well, yeah. Are we are we doing some sort of time travel where where skulls is not is not is like something different? Like are we? <laughs> <laughs> because uh, as, as, as Skull's career progressed, he dropped deeper, which is, is that not where you'd want Keane? Yeah, exactly, which is why I, I take the younger Skulls and I have Keane as mm. the one holding back. It's a strange one for me because obviously you would, what you just said with Keane in the deeper old makes sense, that's fine. But I actually think Skull's as he matured and he dropped deeper into the pitch and was picking out the passes and controlling things in the playmaker role from that deeper part of the pitch yeah. I actually thought that was a better version of Skulls myself yeah I, I, I agree with you 100% um, I don't think he'd ever play Skulls in, in that defensive position that kind of Keane would have taken up for us 
No. Uh, but I think in that sort of quarterback position that he would have played yeah. for us, that for me was phenomenal. You yeah. know, he was our version of kind of Pirlo, who, who just received, turned, opened out, you know, hit a sixpence from fucking 15 miles away. And, and you couldn't leave a guy like that out. He was absolutely ridiculous that season. Mm. I, yeah, I think I'd go with the 08 version of Skulls myself. I think yes, I would definitely go. Whichever version you get, whichever version you put in, Keane will tell him where to go. And, uh, <laughs> Literally, uh, that's it. Yeah. I, I think that if you go... The both players missed the 99 final, though. Yeah. 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 It was bittersweet. It really was very bittersweet. Um, I think if you're if you're putting that if you're going with the 08 skulls, I think you, if I was doing a four three three, I'd go with the 08 skulls. But I think if I'm going with a four two four four two, I think I stick with with the ninety nine skulls. Um, Hargreaves had a great season. To be fair, that season but yes he was fantastic he really was but that's it, that, if you forget about the injuries from later latter years that season he was actually brilliant I just mm. I'd still have that younger it was, it was, it was his, his one of his um, his only real proper season yeah it really was yeah, it was yeah I think Carrick was a bit of an unsung hero as well that season as well that was an overlooked as well. Yeah. He was an incredible player. He was so underrated. Mm. Yeah, well, you see, that's a sticky butt. He's kind of a, he's kind of a player that's a bit of a hero in a United trick. Like, he, he was a, always he did was his a job. He always player, did well. Yeah. He was just playing, authority was just playing the just surrounded by, he was just surrounded by people that were just, and I'm not even going to say that they were better, than, but they had a bigger presence than the point of a lot of Roy Keane, Paul Stoltz, who I would say was better than him, but then David Beckham, who was a present, different type of presence to someone Roy Keane. Roy Keane's that, that man, the captain, of, you know, the driving force, but David Beckham's your flash, your, your, he's your, he's your boy. That's it. Nicky, he just never, he didn't have a personality in that set compared to the rest of the team. Mm. And I think that's why he got overlooked. But in terms of ability, like actual playing ability, he definitely gets overlooked a bit, yeah. Big time, yeah. Big time. Yeah. For me, what I just wanted to say, and just following on from Kurtzager, is Harry for me is still one of my biggest disappointments to the United fan. And when I think it's a point point of view, because me, just a bit of turn to the player, we he needed at that stage yeah. mm. you know uh, massive regret for me that, that he wasn't able to stay injury free because when he came in uh, certainly I'd seen him play for obviously a little bit for Bayern um, I'd seen a lot of him with, with England but he Bond. was just every pitch he was on the light, Do you mind turning on the light? in that every it's time a bit dark, it, sorry. It, him making the tackle him putting the ball in it was him that, you know he was absolutely superb uh, yeah, definitely. He was a. He was definitely one that could have done much more. Yeah. But unfortunately, injuries hampered that. Got the problem, yeah. Yeah. But uh, in, in terms of who who we're going with, are we keen and skulls? Yeah, I think it's pretty much a no-brainer. Yeah, I don't think anyone overrules the two of them. 
what I'm going to do, um, we have our keeper and we have our midfield. Um, and we've kind of hint, touched on it just before the break there. That obviously the big contentious issue is the left wing spot. And some great points made. And like, Jesus, if Ted ever wants to go to a, into another career, I think politics is all the way. Because no, fucking hell, talks. he... Um, Ted talks, this is it. Yeah, um, he, he managed to convince myself, David and Darren O'Brien to drop gigs and go with Rooney. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to show you the lineup now here, guys. I'm going to share my screen again and give you a look at where we're at. Um, spare me there now. Sorry about this. There's only one, one forward spot left, really, lads, because John O'Shea's obviously taken one of them. Oh, of course, of course. Even though it wasn't in either of those two seasons, but he gets it, you know? So this is where we're at at the moment. Yeah, well... I'd give them all 11 positions of monster <laughs> so are we happy with that so far guys then anyway we'd be we, we confident this could take on Europe's best at any point in, o, in 08 or the treble winning season not a shabby lineup at all is it just looking at that midfield though it, it is that left wing spot again sorry to harp on about it because when you see Keane Scholes and Beckham you just automatically assume gigs in there as well you really do well, I mean, if you look at might as well be O'Shea <laughs> yeah, well, if you look at this, so far it's still only, well, I suppose you can argue that Skulls is there for either, but you, you have the argument that so far you've just got Rooney and uh, Ferdinand breaking into this team so far. I said the same last night on the private chat, and I genuinely thought that was going to be a huge bone of contention that I only picked, I think it was three players from the 08 side. And again, to go back on, to right back to the start of this uh, call and podcast, whatever that Darren said about like our defensive returns and I yeah. I touched on the um, our winning percentage like a winning percentage in the league of 71% and we're only going to pick from the looks of it maybe three or the, the most we can pick now is four players yeah. from the 08 side if we're going to do that but I don't even think that's going to happen I think we're more than likely only going to hit three players that's just my own uh, two cents but we'll wait and see I'm going to stop sharing the, pay, uh, the screen now and we'll get into the centre forwards so again to my mind if you look at the forwards that are I suppose uh, in consideration we had the, obviously the four from the treble winning side I just put all four of them in there Oli, Ted and we had that amazing partnership between Cole and York which was right, to my mind probably the best duo that I've seen in 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 my lifetime of supporting United, Cole and York were just fantastic to watch. They were unbelievable. I, I just enjoyed so many of our games from that season, just to watch from a purely entertainment standpoint. But then in the oh seven oh eight side, we had something completely different, in that we had a rock solid defence, and we had a rock solid mid centre midfield pairing in front of that as well generally with like the Hargreaves or Carrick or even with Skulls being put in there as well and playing that deep uh, I suppose the quarterback role as Darren calls and picking passes out and just pinging balls around all over the bloody place and what we had up front then in that side was uh, Rooney Tevez and Ronaldo just tearing the arse out of sides with it with two three four passes and ripping them to shreds and going from being on the back foot to being a goal up, two goals up, whatever, within a couple of seconds. So, yeah, uh, and I think, I think that's probably why we had such a high win percentage because when you look at just Ronaldo himself, mm. his returns for that season, does he does his returns that season match all yours? 
Uh, yes, I think it does. Yeah, because yeah, about that, like, near enough. Yeah, I think it does, and I think that just that's a testament to how good he is. But I think that's why there was such a high win percentage on that team as well. Mm. Not that the defense was in any way shabby because it kept its clean sheets because of how good it was. But when you have someone who's scoring that many goals, and then you still have Rooney and Tevez popping goals in, and Paul Scholes popping the odd one in, mm. there's you know. And Vidic getting a few headers, obviously, somewhere along the way. There's, like, of course you're going to beat more teams than, than you weren't. You know, you have so many goals coming out of your team. Yeah. No one people put us in terms of goals. So we could, we we're kind of like Liverpool, in a way, in that, you know, that's how they used to beat. Like, when they used to win games two or three seasons ago, was, you score two, you'll score three. Mm. Except we were just, you score one, we'll score four, and that'll be that. Just to, to touch on... Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Darren. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Darren. No, you're gone. No, it was me, actually. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I think... Oh, sorry. Darren didn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just see, that, that 99 team scored 18 goals more than the 07 team. Yes, exactly. That surprised me a little bit. It doesn't with me, uh, because we, as Ted said, we had goals from all over the park. Yeah, there was more... It was more mm. spread out there, but just if you just take... Our Fair, board, yeah. And if you take the forward line from 99... You know, you have York and Cole, and then you get rid of York and Cole, and you bring on Sheringham. Just something else to touch on the goal scoring thing as well. There, as David said, we did manage to score eighteen goals more in the treble winning side. However, both sides scored exactly the same amount in the league. They both scored eighty goals in the league, so the huge spike of the eighteen extra goals in the treble winning season obviously came in the Champions League campaign. Like obviously with results like the three three draws um, against Barcelona, and then obviously the huge win away to Bromby as well. So and that's where you're FA getting Cup your. As well, you know, you'd also get a few extra in the FA Cup. Yes, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that's um, kind of where the difference is. But so anyway, let's get some names here. So who did we go with? Anybody want to start off? Yeah, I don't mind. Oh. Yeah, go on, Adrian. Um. So I actually, as I said earlier, I went with Ronaldo on the left. Hmm. But I went with Rooney and Tevez up front. Do you not feel they're very similar though? Um, you could say they were very similar. Yeah, you could. But I don't necessarily think that their similarities weren't okay together as a pair. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, they're very tenacious. You know, their work rate was excellent. Uh, they're quite physical. You know, yeah, they are, you know, a little bit similar. But... I, it still wouldn't stop me. Uh, I was going I to counteract your point yeah. that you'd need somebody like a Ronaldo in there, but you have him in there anyway, so it makes no fucking yeah, odds. Yeah, you see, if you, if, so, you, if you take Darren's team and just switch the fact that we've already put Rooney out onto the left, mm. he now has Tevez Ronaldo up front. Yeah, so it's yeah, the same, exactly, same, same, same thing. Same thing you do. If it was just Rooney and Tevez, and you had like a Bex and I don't know, I don't know, uh, Giggs. I don't think that would work as well. I don't think if you had Bex and Giggs on the on the wing with Rooney up top and Tevez as well, I don't think that would have the same nucleus. I think you need a, a Ronaldo in there. I think you need something like that. That rocket, you know, something... The, the, his his uh, dynamism, if you will. I think you need something like that to counteract what Rooney and well, Tevez brought to the side. Having him on the left-hand side, we still kind of get him. Yeah. Or have him out there. So it just means then, if if I even say I push Rooney out to the left, then I end up with with Ronaldo and Tevez, yeah. which again 
you know, um, I just, you know, I really liked Tevez. Um, I thought like that very, very tenacious. The work rate off the ball was phenomenal. Um, you know, the the speed and the kind of accuracy that we were taking teams apart with was frightening. Mm. It, it's it was it was the closest as and as, and as it didn't like Ted saying it's the closest that we've we've seen of the Liverpool tree. You know, the the salad. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. That's that that was our version. We had Rooney, Ronaldo, and Tevez. But and to be honest with. To be honest with you, this is my own personal style. I actually, as I said, from an entertainment standpoint, I far more enjoyed a lot more of our games. If I was to take the overall seasons, like there's 57, I think, in the in the 08 season, and there's 63 in the treble winning season. I would say I enjoyed more of the games from the treble winning season because I just enjoyed the entertainment factor of that side more. But I can yeah, understand what you're about the counter-attacking football. It was great to watch. I just found it extremely defensive. I found it very compact. And something that I only copped on as well, again, I remember we had a, a woeful start to the season. I think we only scored something like six goals in our open ten games or something like that. But then in October, a fucking rocket went up our arse and we ended up scoring 17 goals in five games. Ronaldo got like, I think it was six goals in, yeah. in October. And it just completely changed from that point. Now, we didn't stay on that same level throughout the whole season we went back to scoring one or two again here and there but I think over the course of the, situ- over the season I just think the treble winning side was a lot more entertaining so from what I had to put in the two top scorers from each of them I went with Ronaldo and I went with York and the reason why yeah, I went with York yeah I noticed that as well our, so our two teams are quite similar actually Darren very very similar and I just think with it being York's debut season and what he did and being involved in 40-odd goals in the debut season, that's incredible. 29 goals and 22 assists. That's yeah, incredible. and the debut yeah. season, like... Yeah, see, the thing I'd say with them, what you were saying there in terms of the 99 being kind of more entertaining to watch, I think that's to do with the fact that both Cole and York, they didn't really care. Like, they're both, they're both out-and-out strikers, but neither of them seemed to care too much about which one of them was the one to score Mm. You know, so they would both pass the ball off, which led to a lot more entertaining, um, a lot more entertaining football because you knew you were going to get the one-two. I think that I think that's why they worked so well. Um, and I said it for the back pairing that it's very hard to split someone that you know works together. Like you know that Cole and York works together. Mm. Um, so it's very hard to actually split them and say, well, if you take him out of that, it still works. But I actually went the same as you. I put Cristiano Ronaldo because I don't think you can. You can't guy who's forty goals in a season. He has to be in there. He can't be yeah. He has to be in. Yeah. So for me, it was him, and then you have to think. So it, the like he was definitely in. So I was down to one striker, and that's where I struggled. Do you go with Cole, York? You have Tevez as well, who had a great season that he season as well. He was fantastic. I was a huge um, fan of Tevez. Jeez, yeah, he was he an animal. Had, like, he kind of got overlooked a bit because of how much Ronaldo did. You mm. kind of forget how well Tevez did. We well, actually had a great season as well. Mm. And then you, you, obviously you have uh, Solskjaer and you have mm. um, Sheringham coming off the bench, but they were always kind of the... Like, I think it's fair to say, like, they were the secondary pairing. Yeah, like, definitely, it yeah. It'd be the secondary pairing in any form of this, you know. that Neither of them are going to take the, the top spot. As much as I love both of them, they mm. neither of them are taking a spot away from 
and I, any of the other four. They just didn't do enough they, over the season. Uh, that's against nothing well, against they them. Start, they, they didn't start either, you know. Like that's they, it, exactly. That's yeah, it. He was yeah. the, they were the super subs and they yeah. were good at it. Yeah. Um, but for me, yeah, I, I you, went, you say you say super subs, Ted, but uh, Solskjaer scored the same amount off the bench as Rooney did all season and won yeah, less than ten. That's madness. That's, yeah, but that's, that's, so that's what I mean in terms mm. of like a super sub. Like you, you bring him on, and mm. he, it was a guaranteed goal essentially. You know, you're it's one all right or four. <laughs> well, I was just going to touch on that, David, as well. He did score four of those goals in ten minutes against Nottingham Forest. Now, don't forget that in the eight one. Like that was the kind of player he was. He wasn't. You didn't. You don't start him. Like you just didn't really start. Um, Solshire. He was mm. just. You know. Mm. Right, we need. He read the game really well. He knew what the game yeah. needed. And he, did, he didn't have ferocious pace either. Yeah, exactly. So you needed, the, the, you needed the defenders a bit tired. Yeah, and and I I I firmly believe um we we have a version of that right now in the squad, and it's Juan Mata. Now mm. I don't feel, I don't feel like Mata's a, a starting eleven player, mm. but when the game slows down, I feel like somebody like Mata that drifts into a game, sees a bit of space, can start picking passes. And, and and I think you know I I kind of think you have to discard Solskjaer on that kind of basis. Yeah, I, I, I think that nearly, he's not, yeah, he's Gallo is nearly more like him. I I would think he's just he's not someone that's going to start in, and we have a few players in our current squad that I think are will be better super subs than they are starters. But for me, Solskjaer and Sheringham don't don't get a look in. Ronaldo is a guaranteed spot, and I went the same as Kirk. As well, I, I, I don't think you can leave York out of this. Um, Dave, you see, that's brave as never been. Yeah, I, I think it's York. I think it's York oh, and Ronaldo. Okay. And I don't. Uh, I, I went to uh, anyone. So. Sorry, David. Who did you go with again? I, the, uh, I, I had to go with Ronaldo and York. I, as well, okay. Obviously, for they were they were both they both felt obvious because one. As Ted said, forty odd goals a season. You can't leave Ronaldo out. And York, for the time that it was, twenty nine goals and twenty two get twenty two assists. That's that's crazy. Like uh, that, those two have to be there. You have to remember the the, the for leaving Tevez. Yeah, and the quality of the centre backs as well around at that time as well. Like again, the Arsenal side and the Chelsea teams and Juventus and. Bayern Munich and and he still managed to pop up with nearly what the good to fifty goals like goal involvements that season, you know, yeah. and, and in the debut season just to step up and a huge thing for me as well not just the entertainment side of it I know it's a very small thing but I can't somebody said it to me recently I think it was one of those football posts that are gone around about players that made you fall in love with the game and there's something very very simple about them. Yeah. But he was a big smiley fecker he was. No matter what was happening, no matter how shit it was, we were, we were down a goal, he seemed to be always be smiling. Two minutes later, he had a goal, or Cole had one, or Beckham, or Giggs, or something. And it yeah, was just... he had a real mentality about him. A real, strong, positive mentality, which is yeah. what that entire 99 season kind of had. He kind of embodied that as well, you know. The, the game was never to him. Mm. You know, you could be 2-0 down with 15 minutes left, and he's still thinking, ah, we'll... We'll, we'll nick we'll nick three here and fucking put them in and what I liked about those players is then none of them ever seemed to be the strikers I mean none of them ever seemed to be sulky like when Ferguson was like right get off and we're putting on yeah, Solskjaer yeah. we're putting on Sherry there was never that, that whole team seemed very much just in it together 
there's mm. none of this oh I don't want to come off because you know I'm the one who gets the goal but I, I think yeah I think Ronaldo and York I don't think you can leave either of the two of them out York is one of the most like to score 29 goals and as I said it, both him and Cole were like really unselfish mm. in that mm. season and in every season they played together they always played off each other and if you're still scoring 29 goals and not being selfish mm. like Ronaldo scored 40 odd goals but Ronaldo was quite selfish he was what, shooting what were, what were his assists? they weren't fa- yeah, yeah I know yeah, eight, 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 eight yeah it's a big difference like, yeah so it's a big difference but that's what I mean you can still like Ronaldo stay there and he'll play well with anyone or he'll play mm. well on his own it doesn't matter but you have someone like York who's going to score those goals when he's given the opportunity but is also willing to just give Ronaldo the ball He'll bring others into it, the wingers and all the centre yeah. midfielders. He brings everybody into it, definitely. Like York, um, York wouldn't look at it and go, I could shoot here. And, you know, it's, uh, it's maybe a, 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 like a 50-50 on if I score. Mm. And then he'd look up and go, but Ronaldo's like 80% chance he's going to score, so I'll just let him do yeah. it. So I think, I think that's your centre-forward pairing, those I think, two. I think York was quite clever, actually. Yeah. In, in that he always seemed to be the man that got the ball first up front. Yes. Which meant he could then assess the play, you know, find where the space was and get the ball there, but then also be back for the next one, be it from Giggs or Beckham or from Cole, you know? Is there any other names? Um, or like, or is, is this set in stone that we're going with uh, York and Ronaldo? I Has anybody else got into that? Like, uh, I think we all actually went, except for Well, Tevez. I had Tevez, yeah. but other than Tevez, I had York in as net. Mm. Yeah. Know? It's very it's harsh, harsh on Tevez, I think. I think it's, it's harsh just... to leave. It's harsh on all of them. It's harsh to leave Cole out as well, you know. Yeah. Like, it's a strange. I didn't really consider. Him. I didn't consider Cole purely because I just looked at York because it was his debut season. It's a huge exactly, setup yeah. going from Villa. No, no, no insult to Villa because at that time they were still a big club. Villa were a top. They kind of when we took York off them, that actually kind of. Yeah, yeah it kind of started the spiral season, a little like, bit. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, Never the goals, did they? No, they didn't. Um, and no. that's the way it was back then. You know, a big team comes in, takes your big player, and you you have to build back up again. But um, yeah, I think it's harsh to leave Tevez out. It's harsh to leave Cole out. But I do think that neither Ronaldo or York get overlooked, mm. or like no one beats those two and that. Uh, yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised that gee, yeah, it's so it's absolutely so certain. I know it's a very easy. Oh, Top goal scorer, top goal scorer, and that's it. We just go with them. Like we're we're really kind of leaving. I suppose I I expected maybe Rooney to be in one of those centre forward spots, but people we've worked him into the left hand side, so he's still there. We still have the club's top scorer of all time in there. Um, you know, that season in itself, he was fantastic as well. You know, the, again, I think the big bone of contention is going to come from Giggs not being in this. Um, but. Um, is there anything else I suppose in general that any of you would want to add in about either say the 99 side or the 08 side that maybe kind of got sometimes goes unmissed or something that you've personally felt about either side or anything like that um, yeah not really like the only thing I'd question is if what if you were to play those two sides one against the other where do you think your your victory goes so that actually it probably goes to the 07 side with the pace that they had that was actually something I thought about myself as well. Um, and the, you know, we talk about the, the 07 side being a slightly more defensive side and a more counter-attacking side. I think the 07 side wins 
the, if I'm honest, which is mad to say that they, I feel that they're, you know, um, capable of beating the best side we've ever had, which is the treble winning team. But I personally, again, would go for the 07 side. I think their yeah. pace, the spine they had of Van der Sar and the two centre backs, and and the kind of solidity in the and with the three in the midfield, you know, that platform with the three pads up front, you know, liability go and just do what you want, basically across that front three and just rip teams apart. You know, I don't think uh, I don't think Stam and uh, Ronnie and yeah, Johnson would have been able to keep up with maybe they even cope with Rudy Ronaldo or Tevez. It would be an absolute massacre. See, I don't know. See, I think I always well, would, that. would have would have keen kicked the, the kicked the 07 <laughs> midfield apart. How would you go with skulls versus skulls? Like, do you know, <laughs> how does how does Ronaldo um, match up against it? fucking Yapstam? You know, Yapstam's not going to have any of that trickery going around him. He's going to barrel through Cristiano Ronaldo the first chance he gets. He is. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I, don't know, I think that 1919 they just. Their sheer determination to win, no matter what odds were stacked against them, I, I can't, I, I don't think they, they drop. I don't think it'd be a massacre anyway. I think, they, I think this would be a really tough game. I think it'd be. Yeah, a massacre is probably a bit of a strong word. Yeah, I, I, I actually think the 1919 would win this because I think if you take your substitutions into into account as well, mm. I don't think that 018 is as strong on the bench as uh, the 1919 was. The only thing, I, it's a very tough, obviously, I think it will be a very close game. I think if I was to play it out in my head, I, the old seven oh eight side would be extremely difficult to break down. And that's mad to think because of the amount of goals that we scored in a treble winning side. I think it'd almost be like that old adage of defence against attack. But I just yeah. think the, the old seven oh eight side would be so difficult to break down. And with the pace in the old seven oh eight side, I think they'd nick a goal. And I, we probably will get a goal from the treble winning side, but I, I just, I yeah, I'd say probably two one to the oh seven oh eight side. I think. That's my yeah, own the opinion. The ninety nine, ninety eight, uh, ninety eight, ninety nine team. They don't give up, you know. So. They have the tenacity to kind of keep going at you, keep going at you. I was just looking at top scores in the Champions League in '99, and uh, Dwight York um, leveled with with Chelsea, but scored Jaggy Van Nistelrooy, Nuno Gomez, Sonson, Mario Basler, Andy Cole, obviously Stefan Neffenberg. Some Rev great Rob, names like, there, jeez. <laughs> The players that were in that team, mm. geez, oh, he's like, a monster that season. But the, even just for the, the the players that were competing, oh yeah, at that time, yeah, definitely. you know what I mean. It's it's impressive. It's stuff that you forget and you you don't think for for a while. Um, the, the quality it came up. Yes, the game is quicker, uh, and you think of the. The Arsenal game uh, that the OA team beat in the, the semi final, the, the the pace that they that they destroyed team was was the nails. But um, no, if you have uh, you have ninety nine midfield that can can bring things up much better. Yeah. Then because yeah, if you're if you're putting them each other, talking about you know Carrick and Hargreaves and not, again not to take away from them but if you were to pit them against um, 
your skulls and your cane with Bex, who who was who was a workhorse. He mm. put in he put in a slot pretty much every time. There's a lot of there's a lot of hard work that was in that '99 team. So it's uh, it's it's such a weird question. <laughs> <laughs> it's too <laughs> to difficult to talk about, but yeah, it, it will be so close. It will be so yeah, close. Watching that, that's that's a game I'd love. You'll never see it, but I'd love to have seen a game between those two sides. But um, has did any piece team change massively from what just came into to what we've ended with there? Or um, I'm gonna quick look at mine again. So I think the only ones I changed was Van der Sar. Well, no, I did. I stuck with Van der Sar. Uh, Rooney, but when you get to change gigs, Rooney, but I think. I think every other player I've, I think 99 was agreed with most of them. Yeah, the only player that switched from what I had written down to what we ended up having there was uh, Stam got in ahead of Vidic. Right. So that's the only change from the, the 11 I had written down prior to this. Oh, and I still, so you got your way. Is that what you're saying? You got your way. No, I, just, <laughs> I still don't know that. Like, I still don't know if I'd take Stam over Vidic. Like, if I, had to, if I was asked to do that again, I still think I'd stick with them. Yeah. But as a group, I would stick with Rooney. I'd stick with Ferdinand and Vidic because it was a proven partnership. That's yeah. not gonna be wrong. Sam is fucking immense, yeah. but the fact that Rio and Vidic were a proven partnership, I, yeah. I'm sticking with the two boys. Mm. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like there was, no, there was no wrong decision, really. No, no, no. Like, there was no, never a wrong decision. But as we discussed last night, we're gonna put the the five teams that we yes we each individually have now up onto the forum. Yeah. When we post this, and we'll take. Not the one that we made as a collective unit, but if, if people want to put up the team that they now have in their head, mm. you can use whatever formation you want, but the team you have in your head after the discussion of where people would go. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be the one that we've agreed it. If you still want Tevez in, you can still have Tevez in. If you want, if you still want Giggs in, you can have Giggs in. But I think we're going to put them up. Did did many? I don't like. Did many people's change? No. Uh, the only thing that changed for me, like obviously the big one was Rooney. Um, going really in over gigs and then I actually had Van der Sar but I'm very surprised with Big Pete going in over the over season performance I just think Van der Sar does, I think does, he deserves it does he it, change maybe. in your team does he change in your turn so uh, do you still keep Van der Sar or do you do you know no, I'd st- no personally I'd still keep Van der Sar so I'd only probably change one yeah, then so that'd be bringing in Rooney that, that's, that, 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 that's what you'll have then yeah. in, in your style yeah. you just have the one the one change so what are we doing are we keeping so I've changed from Rooney to Giggs so the picture I said you earlier on Kirk oh I love Davis yeah I love Davis I have Davis as well yeah yeah I'll send mine on as well well mine is is exactly the same team as we as a group decided except Vich was in instead of Sam Cool. Grand. And, uh, I think I'd still stick with that. I think I'd still stick with Village over Stamp just for the proof. <laughs> I think it's a, I think my, it's a, my, my little twerk of my little twerk of Neville. I, I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand over it, ridiculed though I might be. Uh, I, I think I'll stick with it. My my only change will be uh, Rooney for Diggs. Grand. I think Darren's trying to get in there. Darren McComskey. Sorry, you trying to? Sorry. Sorry, Darren. Oh, from the 11 I started with, um, we actually went with Kevin. But the only one I didn't have, or, you know, was I had Tevez up front rather than York. Yeah. And I had Ronaldo in the team. But, you know, I think the only actual change I'd make, I'd still be happy with Ronaldo at wide. Mm. I'd pop Rooney up top. 
where I had him, and I, I think I'd probably, um, I'd probably have York in ahead of Tevez after the chat. Grant, <laughs> so we'll put the five of them up once we've put up the past as well, or put up this as well. No worries. And we'll let let the forum have fucking at it. <laughs> That's it exactly. It's safe to say that uh, John Cartwright's Cacking another into the <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, uh, what I'm going to do actually guys I'm just going to share the screen one more time as well just so everybody can see the uh, the final lineup as well so we'll just be two seconds here now hang on what manager do you go with lads boom perfect so there we go so that's the uh, the final lineup um, so that's what it is um, I actually had me I had my own one here as well. I don't know. I'll show it to you here now as well. I had my own little lineup as well that I thought was worth. Well, what do you think, guys? <laughs> I think that's fair, no? <laughs> Just forget O'Neill there. That is. <laughs> oh God! Well, look, guys. Thanks a million for uh, dialing in tonight. Very much appreciate, and I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, anybody that does watch this back and has a listen to it back as well. I hope it takes your mind off things anyway, all the shit that's going on in the world at the moment and just keep happy and keep healthy and safe, I suppose. That's the main thing. Thanks a million again, guys. All right? Cheers, lads. Take it easy. Thanks so much, lads. All the best. All the best. Bye-bye. All the best. Bye-bye.